this is Season 5 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea Schaefer. Welcome back to The Score. On today's episode, we are going to go back over all of the winners of the Royal Crown in Rock Springs, Wyoming. Holy cow, that rope and paid so good. And it was a lot of fun to see all the stallion owners, all the cool horses just kind of learn their stories. So I'm going to share that with you all today. Um, I know on the short score, you already heard from Ren Richard and Cole Davidson. Uh, but this episode, we're going to have Tate Kirkenschlager, who won the four-year-old heading. Uh, Ren Richard again, because he won the four and under healing. Uh, Ren Richard one more time, because he won the six and under heading. Um, as well as Britt Williams, who won the eight and under heading. Andy Holcomb, who won the eight and under healing. And of course, J.D. Yates, who won the six and under healing. Rock Springs is one of my favorite places to go. I know, if you're from Rock Springs, you might roll your eyes and not believe me. Uh, but that complex is really fun to have an event. Um, especially, I brought my daughter. She got to run around on her hoverboard, have a great time. And shout out to the Royal Crown Crew because the peewee race that they put on is second to none. They calcutted the peewees, put all the money in the pot, and split it up between them. So my kid who trotted the pattern got $270 uh, that she would like to buy quite a few Barbies with. So thank you all to the Royal Crown crew for an amazing event. I hope you all, if you haven't been there, I hope you join us at the Royal Crown uh, next year. And, you know, this maturity journey that we have been on these last few years has been an absolute blast. If you are confused about what's happening in the Rope Horse Maturity game, I have yet another explainer, um, particularly in how everyday ropers can get involved in the Futurity game. It's coming out in the September issue. That'll be the issue. It's got Junior Naguera on the cover. You have not seen it yet. It hasn't come across. Uh, it hasn't come through your mailbox, but once it does, um, next couple weeks, look for it because it will continue to explain the Futurity process to everybody out there, all 44,000 uh, people who get this magazine, and hopefully there's plenty more team ropers out there in the world, so uh, share it with your friends. Make sure they know that if they are riding a young horse, even if they are a lower number guy or girl, there is lots of opportunity in the Futurity game. So enjoy this interview, these many interviews, <laughs> with the Royal Crown winners, and thanks for hanging out with us throughout this whole futurity season. We've got a couple more big ones left. And I'm going to tell you more about our episode sponsors, Synergy and Weaver Leather at our commercial break. So stick around. First, Chelsea's going to talk to Tate Kirkenschlager, who won the Royal Crown 4 and under heading on a 2018 stallion, Marauda's First Diver, owned by Brent Bartlett for an average score of 485.85 points, earning the owner $9,300, the stallion $1,800, and the breeder $1,800. <laughs> Thank you. 
Was that fun? Yes. Was it stressful? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but it was fun. Lots of fun. Okay, tell me the story on that horse. Where'd he come from? Uh, the Flag Ranch raised him, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Cole Davison had a customer buy him, and then, long story short, Whitney's sister and their family bought the horse, and uh, Cole heels on it and heads on it. I head on it. It's just kind of a family horse. Um, Whitney's sister's kids ride it. It's a good little horse. How did you and Cole end up getting so close? He's helped you for a long time. You guys obviously were rodeo partners. Tell me the story between you two. Um, I don't really know. We've always known each other, decent friends. And then even before we roped together, like, um, I guess like in 2018, no, 2019, Mm -hmm. um, we got real close from rodeo and we weren't roping together, but he helped me a lot. And then we roped together in 21, I guess. And I I don't know. We just, just got pretty close, but, uh, the Davisons, they've done a lot for me and my wife with us buying a place and being out there. They've helped us a bunch. And, uh, you're on the Purina feed program probably. Does, yes, do you talk to care, to Cole's mom much about it? Uh, like when they come up and stuff a little bit, but uh, yeah, she might be the smartest lady in the world about right? feet. Yeah, I she's know. pretty good. Yeah, but the whole the whole Davison family they've been real good for us, really good. Talk me through that rope and what um, what kind of steers did you draw? Were you really happy with the whole rope in or? Uh, yeah, um, you know, on that horse it was good. That horse reads a cow real good, and I think our first. No, every steer we run kind of step one step left, left and that, which yeah. is really good for that horse because he reads them good and uh, he scores really good. Um, so, yeah, he, he's just a real easy horse. Like, he might not have some flash that some other horses have, but he just lets you go rope. And, uh, I mean, he'll let you win when you want to win. He ain't going to get your way, so that's nice. And you made a decision this year to kind of dial back on the rodeoing, amp up the training, correct? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, like uh, right there, like the 1st of May. I decided to, I didn't have good enough horses, and um, we were building our place, and all my money was going to that, so we, I decided to stay home. I, I mean, I miss rodeo, and I do. You do? Uh, yeah, I miss it. Um, I'd like to do it again someday, but uh, right now, the, I like this. I like the training, and I want to get my place built and stuff, so, yeah, this is nice. What still needs done at your place? I need to add on to my barn. I want to build another shed row. I need to put some traps in the pasture, or I mean, some sheds in the traps, so... Just more money to spend, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how about the Royal Crowns? How have they been for you this year? I mean, I remember running into you at Buckeye, and you were so frustrated. But I guess overall, as the maturity deal goes, how's this year been? Um, the Royal Crowns, honestly, knock on wood, have been decent to me. Um, not just like, you know, oh my gosh, killing them, but enough to keep us going. Um, so it's been okay. Um, Waco was decent. Here was decent. I mean, they, they've been good. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't complain. They've been more than fair. And we've talked a good bit about Cole, but he's pretty good help with these maturities too, huh? Oh, he's great help. Um, the time actually plays more of a factor than I think people think it does. Mm-hmm. And uh, he naturally likes to rope fast, which which is good. I, I I don't care if he throws on the first hop and misses or catches, but mm-hmm. I, it, it helps. I can go a little bit farther. And, yeah, he, he gets us a few extra points every run just mm-hmm. by how fast he throws. So I, I do like it. And those steers that step left a little bit, do they help you really show that horse a little bit better too? Like show how he reads the cow? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Like the, like that horse is just a real easy horse. So like when the steer steps over there and that horse moves over, it it, it does show that he reads the cow and stays in his lane. But what really helps is when you dally and, uh, you know, his move looks real easy and simple when he has, uh, when the steer's coming to him instead mm-hmm. of straight, you know, he don't have to get on his butt quite as much. It just makes him look smoother. Very good, sir. Well, do you have a lot more to show this week? Uh, yeah, we have five tomorrow on the five and six year olds, and then we got three, seven, and eight year olds. So we'll be busy. Do you have a favorite division? Oh, uh, I like them all. I, I do. I like I like them all. The four year olds are real humbling. 
Yeah. You'll really think you got them going your way, and then when you get somewhere, they'll make you look stupid. <laughs> but uh, but it, I don't know. I, I like all the divisions. Mm-hmm. They're fun. So no favorite. Well, thank you. Okay. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Thank you. Next, Chelsea's going to talk to Ren Richard, who won the Royal Crown for and under healing on a 2018 stallion CR Woody Bia Duel owned by ANC Racing and Roping. For an average score of 488.12 points, earning the owner $8,700, the stallion $1,392, and the breeder said we would talk again this week we did so okay give me the rundown on that horse to start off with and how he did in this roping so i just i hadn't been home obviously all summer but that horse naturally has probably more ability than maybe any horse i've ever rode he just he's real smooth for a hill horse anyways he's real smooth and powerful but you don't feel it you know what i mean he just kind of glides and like we talked about him kind of not finding the ground great, but I mean, I don't think there was many horses here that just freaking slide in this ground. It's got quite a bit of clay in it, and I was happy with him. Like in the short round right there, I felt him gather and everything before. Like that's what mm-hmm. I want out of one is to, you know, not short you out, but be collected and ready to stop. And the last one, finally, I got in a good enough spot going down the arena to where he was set up to, to do good. So somebody asked me when we were, um, oh gosh, maybe during the last roping, I'm not sure. Sometime today, somebody said, who rides your horses while you're gone? Are they kicked out? What no. what happens to them? So I've got a couple guys there, but my horses really haven't been touched all summer. They're, I mean, besides the four-year-olds, everything's far enough along. I don't really care for anybody else to ride them, but I've got my little brother there that helps and then we've got a kid that's kind of starting everything and he's actually i think he's rode that stud for a week now but like i hadn't healed five steers on that horse since waco i i kind of stung him a little bit at waco and he was a tick sore and so when i got home i mean we had a month or so before we left to go but i didn't ride him i just gave him time off so he's i mean that horse probably hasn't healed 200 steers so i'm pretty dang happy with him how do you help him for a greener horse? Like, is there anything that you different? Or are you just kind of throwing him to the wolves? Or um, That horse is pretty mature mentally. So as far as, like, protecting him, I don't. I mean, when I'm home, I make sure that horse is, stays up around him and carries me through the turn. I don't want him as a four-year-old telling me when to throw. Really, I'm just trying to build a strong fundamentals in him right now. And, I mean, I feel like we haven't made any shortcuts in his training and it i felt like it showed today like he's greener than probably what he showed but he's listening and i can help him through it and that's kind of what i'm after when they're four-year-olds did you you said 200 steers total probably how much do you do on the dummy with him anything i do a lot on the dummy especially before i go to the steers like that horse has roped the dummy a lot and i just 
I feel like you, unless you have really slow steers, like it's hard to get just a true feel. So all my hill horses, I put a lot of time in the dummy to where they're confident knowing their job before I go to the steers. And then it just, it seems like, you know, you go to a fraternity like this where the steers are strong and you're asking them young horses for a lot. You can go back and and just touch on the fundamentals and the horses come back to you. But if you skip those steps, it's obviously. Yeah. You have won on a ton of different horses this year. Do you have a favorite in this crop? Is there something that you think like, man, that's a special horse? Um, I feel like my set of horses right now are, man, I'm, I'm pretty blessed to have the horses I have. Like, honestly, I'm just lucky the head horses I probably have a couple favorites, but the hill horses, like I showed a little mare today that had never been anywhere, but I love the mare. Like, she feels like she could be special. Same with this stud. Like, he does things that horses can't do, and he gives you those high hopes, like, hey, this this horse could be a real one, not just a, you know, show horse and then sell him. Like, our goal with this horse is to keep him as a stud, and try to recreate him and cross him on some of the running mares for head horses like he's confirmation wise what we want in a horse and we're super excited about him i'm gonna ask you a question don't tell me if it's a dumb question but like if you want him to be a real one you obviously have healed well enough this year that not it's not held you back the fact that you have been focusing on your heading hasn't mm-hmm. held you back um say his six-year-old year and he could win in fort worth like would you show him yourself or would you put somebody else on him well it just i think there's a lot of factors like i think it depends on what kind of head horse my brother has and how much i've been healing you know because i feel like when i'm sharp and we have a run together like i'm i feel like i can show one Mm -hmm. as good as anybody not being arrogant but yeah for sure it's just timing wise to stick somebody else on a horse like that like he's he's philly like mm-hmm. that horse isn't just your old you know run ten thousand steers get on and go hill like he's feeling every little thing i'm not saying i wouldn't mm-hmm. like i've made the comment to bueller and to joseph yeah. and you know even my buddy cole like somebody that can freaking heal needs to ride this horse because mm-hmm. he is that horse mm-hmm. so guess that'll be a decision when the time comes <laughs> okay um and what bridle does one show a four-year-old stud in that four-year-old stud what what so what i actually use two bits today i'm i'm not a chain port guy but if i was to fault that horse a little bit he's just he's a little straight and so i started out with that and like i knew he wasn't gonna like it but i knew if i rode it on him a couple runs and then switched to a more of a solid mouthpiece he was gonna be round i i rode a miler on him at the end and like as soon as i put it on him it felt great but it's like that other bit kind of softened him up but i i use about three or four different bits i use a miler a lot i just got a jb guillory that i love um really i use a couple different milers and they're not a ton of bit but they just I feel like if you're using the right part of your horse, you don't need a ton of bits. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, what horses? Do you have a lot more horses to show? We have a day and a half left of this stuff. Yeah, so I'm going to show two six-year-olds right here in this eight and under just because I don't think there's a ton of entries. Yeah, and no. I feel like I, these horses work. Mm-hmm. They can compete against any age. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow's another big day. i got three to head on. Nothing to heal. And I might show that stud tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just... I mean, if he has a good day, he's he's going to show. So 
I'm not sure what we're gonna do yet, but. <laughs> um, okay, I know we only have, oh, I guess they did give us a little break, huh? We still have a little bit of time. Um, I will ask you though, your rodeo season, this season has been like, I feel like I've been writing about team roping and rodeo for longer than I care to talk about, but like, you'd think I'd find something else to do, but here we are. Um, but like, it has been the Caleb Driggers Junior Guerra show, and then it's been the Clay Tried and Jay Corkill show, but you and Jeremy have been so good this year. How do you feel about the way you've roped this season and like what's going like what is going on in team roping overall analysis about like and Andrew and Buddy? It's been like what what a weird I don't know, I don't remember a season that was ever so dominated by so few teams. Yeah, it's just I feel like there's a handful of teams right now that they have like a run. Mm-hmm. And wherever they're at they make their run and it's it wins mm-hmm. you know and i think there's so many guys nowadays that rope good but like if you don't have chemistry in a run you know i mean clay Tryon and jade have roped together a lot it's not like they just partnered up and started yeah. but like i just feel like guys that kind of stick together and and build that chemistry like it's just it, it ends up working if you put the time in and you mix the horsemanship part or horsepower part yeah. into it you know i mean jeremy and i we have two good we have four good horses yeah. right now and i think every team you've just mentioned like if you go look at what how their horsepower is it's phenomenal mm-hmm. you know i think those are probably four of the best head horses going right now and it just it shows mm-hmm. very good sir well thank you um talk to you in an hour or so. <laughs> Choosing a new cinch can be a daunting task. With so many shapes, styles, and features on the market, how do you know which one to choose? The Synergy Airflex Cinch has many benefits for horses, from competition to trail riding. Backed by a no-risk 90-day test ride guarantee, you cannot go wrong with trying out the Airflex Cinch. Designed with cool flex foam and airflow channels, this is a great fit for horses of all backgrounds and disciplines to keep them cool and uncomfortable. Learn more about Airflex Cinches by visiting ridefortherbrand.com forward slash exclusives forward slash airflex. Next, Chelsea talks with Britt Williams, who won the Royal Crown 8 and under heading on a 2017 gelding, Twist of Style, owned by Britt and Kayla Williams, for an average score of 486.84 points, earning the owners $4,600, the stallion $1,200, and the breeder $1,200. Okay, Britt, you're from, where in Montana are you from? Southeastern Montana, Hammond. And uh, is that where you are still? Yep, little post office town out in the middle of nowhere. Very good. So how far of a drive was it for you to come down here? Seven and a half hours. I gotcha. Were you down, you were, at, you made the short round at Cheyenne too, didn't you? I did, I missed. I had the I'm lope, sorry. loper, rolled his head, <laughs> thought I threw a good loop, but not good enough. Not good enough, gotcha. Were you on either of your fraternity horses? Yeah, I was on the six-year-old bay. 
Yeah, the Bay, or they're both home rallies. The Bay's out of a mare that I rodeoed on for a couple years. Um, my wife and now my daughter's uh, head on her, breakaway on her. She's the best woman's horse I've ever seen. And uh, he reminds me a lot of her. He can be a, a little bit fragile, but he's he's got a lot of... A lot of extras, so if you can hold it all together, you got plenty of horse. Mm -hmm. And then the horse that you won, um, the eight and under on, tell me about him. Um, also out of my dad's black, uh, black stud. Uh, What's his name? Twisted Colonel. Okay. And um, we had a long line of horses come out of a horse called Snip of Colonel. Okay. Okay, so that's the dad of like Jade Corkill's two-time heel mm -hmm. horse of the year that we sold. Um, so our studs by... That snip of Colonel, and we've carried on the lineage. Um, his mom is a horse that uh, my wife bought in high school out of a sale, and when her, her and her family went up to Montana for the summer, he's uh, a lot easier to ride, but a lot of horse. He's better on the 15th than he is the first, so it's kind of awkward for a five year old to be able to just keep going and going and going and hold it together. But uh, So, did you ride him in the any of the earlier ropings then? Or? Yeah, I rode them both yesterday in the six and under open. I was fourth high call on the Sorrow and fifth high call on the Bay. And I was the tying hold, the highest score that didn't place. Because they only, they only paid three yesterday. So yeah. they, they both worked good yesterday mm -hmm. too. Um, I, I just I stayed out of their way better today. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, tell me about your family's breeding program. Is it... Have you been breeding horses? I guess, how was your family's breeding program? How did it get started, and how has it changed since these incentives started to pop up? So, it got started pretty much based off that snip of Colonel stud that Donnie Nelson, Donnie Nelson, Stuart Robinson owned in northern Montana. Like I said, we, Cleo, had a full brother to Caveman. He guy, still does, the bay? We got him back. Our, the, all the grandkids ride him. He's 22 oh, years oh, gotcha. old. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no. Yes. Um, so that's where it all got started. We got we had 40, 50 horses from there. Three of them were great ones. Mm -hmm. 46 were good ones, and one was bad. I mean, so we, we just wanted to keep the bloodlines going. Um, we had a few mares when we got started, but as, as we've kept going, we've had a few that we either rodeoed on or knew somebody to. Um, I think that's where we need to keep going, the mare power. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's got to be proven in some way, shape, or form. And have they all been, or mostly been proven rope horses then? Or are you crossing them on running horses? Uh, mostly proven rope horses. Um, I've been buying a lot of cow horses the last few years. Our stud seems to have a lot of run mm. and throws pretty good size, so I think it's going to go good on the cow horse thing. I'll probably try to cross them on a few running horses too, but I might end up with a lot of horses. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, he's he's very cowy, but he likes to go. Uh -huh. It seems to be going into these colts pretty good so uh -huh. i don't know where we're headed but i hope it's good it, it's a five-year process for even know what you got so. for sure yeah were you planning on doing the futurity thing before these incentives rolled around or did that kind of amplify that for you yeah i went to fort worth three years ago i had a six-year-old i was Winning on at the rodeos up north, I, I could go four seven or four eight on him, and I went to Fort Worth, made three beautiful seven flat second runs, and was probably about a hundredth in scoring. So I got a quick lesson, mm -hmm. and um, I'm nowhere near what some of these guys are as a 
horse shower. I think I'm a decent horseman, but um, I got some a lot of room to grow in this deal. So very good. Are you circuit rodeo then too? Um, some. I'm not going to go enough to make circuit finals. I had Caden Cox up from California in the last few weeks, and we were doing good. We caught about 75% of our steers, and one more, and we lost. And now the kids are starting school and fair next week, and. Probably be uh, go to Bobby's for charity in August, end August, yeah, and get ready for Fort Worth and see what happens next year. <laughs> Very good. Well, thank you. You bet. Congratulations. Thank- Next, Chelsea talks with Andy Holcomb, who won the Royal Crown 8 and Under Healing on a 2015 gelding, Walkin' the Dog, owned by Liz Hurds, for an average score of 491.67 points, earning the owner $4,500, the stallion $675, and the breeder $675. <laughs> Okay, Andy, walking the dog, what has that horse meant to your career? I feel like he's been just huge the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, huge, huge. I mean, he's been everything to my career on, I think, on a lot of different levels, too, because mm-hmm. Liz is a really good friend, family friend that's been around for a long time, too. So to have her own the horse, and, and she's like family to us, so that's kind of special, too. Um, and it's, it's something that she rides all the time. Yeah. Like, everywhere. She was just breaking in on it at Salinas Rodeo, not mm-hmm. her last week so um yeah definitely a pretty special horse and uh he likes rock springs right he, he did like, really good here last year yeah he did he did really good here last year yeah the head did good in the head and i don't believe we healed on him here last year mm-hmm. um yeah you but yeah the, he likes, did you win the open heading on him last year yeah yeah, yeah the stallion him. wasn't bought in last year mm-hmm. um walking the uh warbird dog wasn't bought in last year mm-hmm. so we just entered the open and did good in that so yeah. what do you know about warbird dog um I like this baby out of him. <laughs> I've ridden a few of them now, and mm-hmm. I really like them all. They're mm-hmm. all, um, you know, not not huge horses, but really fast-footed and, and really talented horses. So, how do you feel about it? Oh, I feel like it, it was a really good event. Everything mm-hmm. went it went smooth. You know, the first couple days were kind of long. With the, um, I think the first night, the breakaway got done at 11.30 or 11 or so. And then last night, I think we got done at like 10 or so. So, there's some long days for sure. Mm-hmm. But but ended ended good and everything went smooth and I think everybody was happy that I talked to. You. How did um how did you and Driggers end up kind of part? I don't know if you're partners or just helping one another. How did this relationship build? Uh, well, I got I asked him. Uh, actually, my wife asked him last year before uh, Texas mm-hmm. if he was going and if he would help me. And, uh, and, and he, he said, said no. And he said yes. He said yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and then I just kind of got talking to him there, and, and mm-hmm. then I kind of just started doing some business together, and kind of got going after that. Very good. So, how many are you taking to Fort Worth? Uh, probably five and five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then I'll see. I might have a couple of them. I might just kind of mount out or something. How many outside horses do you keep at any given time? Um, usually through the summer, like forty, mm-hmm. about. And then I kind of slow down, back it off in the winter, mm-hmm. throughout the winter. So, were you circuit rodeoing any this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How is it? Uh, it's going good this year. We went terrible last year. <laughs> but this year it's going pretty good. I don't know where we're sitting right now. Um, last I checked, we were second. I think we won eight or nine or thousand or something like that. So okay. it's going good this yeah, year. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, as far as this building goes, the steers are strong. Mm-hmm. What... Um, what was your strategy on the heel horses as far as how you rode them through this building? Um, well, you know, they took the healer's barrier away this year. Um, they said they kind of wanted the, the healers to really be up there with the steer. They didn't want any excuses to be hanging back. Um, and so it was kind of really just get them set up good in the box where I could get a good start with the steer and, and be right there with them. And even if they come left, just to stay stay hooked with them and then and then just set it up from there. Yeah. Well, we will see. If, if Kamaka, oh, yeah, he's six, right? Or, no, he's seven. seven. Yeah, so he's exactly. not going to be, no, he's, he's done. done. This was his last one. Yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, which I guess that was an eight and under. So yeah. technically he could come back next year. Yeah. He could come back next okay. year. So So is he going to be, is he heading into just breakaway horse territory with Liz? Really all this year, that's all he's done all year. Um, except for, uh, oh, I think she had, uh, headed on him at uh, Reno with the all-girl. Um, during Reno week and uh, really actually here in uh, Buckeye I think was the only place we headed on him this year so yeah he's pretty much full time breakaway horse Liz keeps him pretty good for you though yeah very good yeah very good and I think it helps too on him because he's not a he's not a huge horse and so he kind of he stays um, I think a little more honest and physically better by not heading all the time so he doesn't take he's pretty physical so I think he might kind of hurt himself if he did it all the time very good thank you sir awesome thank Mm -hmm. you We're going to hear from Ren Richard again after he won the Royal Crown 6 and under heading on a 2016 gelding Chicks Magic Corona owned by ANC Racing and Roping for an average score of 487.23 points, earning the owner $8,280, the stallion $1,725, and the breeder $1,725. <laughs> I don't think I placed on the bay the first round, but I had them right where I wanted them after the second round and the third round. Bueller, I can't remember if he slipped a leg. Whatever happened, the steer just kind of, he stepped left and I had to come right back up the wall. We got a leg, but the horse was outstanding. He's still marking the 120. And the sorrel, I just... I got a little lackadaisical warming him up, and he kind of leaked through my hand. I broke the barrier. I should have been high call on him by five or six points. Mm-hmm. But he come back in the short round. It was outstanding. Uh, short round, you were third call on that horse? What call were you on that? Third on, we'll call him Pierre. Pierre. And that's Chick's Magic Corona. Yes. Okay, so what were you, were you trying to win it at that point? No. That horse is like at these deals. You can just, you don't have to do anything special. Like, mm-hmm. he's so fast-footed, and he just, he's got a ton of eye appeal. And I, we just made a, a good jackpot around it. Mm-hmm. He marked really well. You said that this set of horses has you really spoiled. Um, but And we were talking earlier that, like, you had 
during COVID, you've spent a lot of time riding this particular set of horses. But what do you have coming up? Are there three-year-olds and two-year-olds standing around that you're really excited about? Yeah, so my five-year-old crew next year will be slim. I'll have these six-year-olds will be, but as far as two- and three-year-olds, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like two years down the road, I should be loaded. Really? And we have a kid hired, Trinity Haggard, and he's... He's doing all our breaking and gets them really broke. So I think the horses are going to be further along than what these horses here are actually. Um, and yeah, what like what's different though apart about the program? Just he's putting more time into them, or he's just he's bed, way better at it than what I am. Mm-hmm. And we were we might send them off for sixty days to just kind of get the where you could do something with them. But I was mainly doing it all, mm-hmm. and I'm just. I don't know near as much as he does. He's been in a cow horse program a bunch, and he's, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to mesh and find what works for both. But, like, he's kids grew up on a ranch, and he's savvy, and, like, I'm super excited about what the horses are going to be. Are they – how many winners versions do you get a year? Two? Five. Oh, five. Okay, so what's the breakdown of your up-and-comers? Are they mostly – Winners versions, are they mostly by your other son? So, I think the set of three-year-olds, there's quite a few winners versions, and a handful, we call him Smoke, Ray Smoke and Dooley. Uh And then the two-year-old set's probably our best crop. Uh We've got three or four winners version fillies that are, they're out of like grade one stakes placing running mares, like Uh they're not second third generation type mm-hmm. mares that these colts are out of so i mean and like he's got them going right now he's probably got he started everything earlier this year and i mean freaking broke they mm-hmm. go around like cow horses right now so i think it's gonna be good do you find that your running bred horses are a little bit more fractious or do you so yeah. i i haven't really got to train a straight running horse that hasn't been on the track the way they're training and, like, the way he's got them broke and everything, like, he claims that they're better-minded than the cow horses. The thing that makes me nervous about the straight run is I just, I don't think they're strong enough in certain areas, body-wise, confirmation-wise, and I think that's half the problem why they do get kind of hot because they're hurting. But we're trying to breed, we're not really breeding straight run anymore. We're trying to cross either cowbred studs on running mares or vice versa. Okay. Um, at the finals this year, because you've already got them made, congratulations. Um, do you have anything you feel like could go in the Thomas and Mac right now, or are you going to be riding your older brown horse at the Thomas and Mac? I'll for sure ride the old brown. He's he's like stealing in there. As yeah. long as I can, I mean, as long as he'll stay sound and strong, like. I'll never ride another horse until really? he's, yeah, he's, he's so easy. That's awesome. Well, um, go have uh, lunch with your kids. They look like they want dad's attention. I'm sure they've not gotten much of it in the last 24 hours. Thank you. Thank you. Next, Chelsea talks with J.D. Yates, who won the Royal Crown Six and Under Healing on a 2017 stallion, probably a shiner, owned by Mike Van Egdom, 
for an average score of 489.86 points, earning the owner $9,750, the stallion $1,935, and the breeder $1,935. <laughs> I bought his dad years ago from Dean Tucker and for a client. And uh, then we showed him, and actually I got hurt the year we was going to show him, and Jay Wadham showed his dad oh. and won the world on him at the World Quarter or show in the, in the senior healing. Mm-hmm, I remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Mike Van Agnan had bought him and was uh, uh, started raising some colts, and this is the first colt crop out of him that I got to ride. And, and uh, so... Uh, and he actually looks just like his dad and got a, a mentality just like his dad, so I feel pretty fortunate. How, uh, so is he a five-year-old? Four, five-year-old. Five-year-old? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what did he do his four-year-old year? Did you show him his um, four-year-old year? I showed him, uh, you know, we did really good at the World Show, but I hadn't showed him at many fraternities at all. I just uh, kind of, uh, maybe I'm a little slower at getting shit going than most people, but... Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't hurry them colts much, and Mm -hmm. and actually, I, uh, you know, feel pretty fortunate to win what I win healing, and but uh, I think he'll be a real good uh, paternity horse and stuff for Trey because he'll probably really show his talents off. I, I just got lucky maybe today he caught four, but uh, (laughs) Mikey did a good job for me, and uh, he was good for me. I mean, he just made it to where I had to do my job. Yeah. So that horse is Trey going to show him in Fort Worth then? Uh, you know, if Trey goes to Fort Worth, he'll show him uh, his circuit finals oh, yeah. of that week. And so he don't know for sure if he's going to go to the circuit finals or if he's going to go to uh, the mm-hmm. world show. Or, I mean, the... Yeah, the... The rope horse Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, you know, um, I, so we don't we don't know that. We'll cross that bridge when we get here. Yeah. It. You had bad luck on your way up here, right? Oh yeah, I had a little bad luck. Yeah, we just uh, had a little uh, had a little come around a corner and traffic shut down, and so we had to lock it up and throw the horse down, or, or didn't throw him down, but stepped all over himself. So we had a couple that uh, got crippled. We couldn't show, and and uh, but they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're, you know, uh, call it bad luck. I call it good luck. I could have been a lot worse. Sure. Did you come from the Spicer Grip? I come from the Spicer Grip and come home and then on up, yeah. How was the Spicer Grip for you? Uh, you know, it was it was good. Um, we roped four good, and my partner missed the fifth one. But just to go compete with those guys and stuff yeah. for me is fun. And and then Trey did real good, and so that's good watching. And yeah. Then drove to Do- – well, actually, I didn't come from the Spicer. I made the short go around at Dodge City, so I went to Dodge City. Oh, yeah, City Marcus. That, yeah, with Marcus. Yeah, I saw that. And went there that Sunday night, and then I come home Sunday night and then come up here. Um, tell me about that buckskin's prog- or process as you were making him. Did, was he? Did you do a lot of slow steers? Did you do a lot of dummy work? What what kind of work was he? You know what? Um, he was just pretty adaptable. I just mm-hmm. I think really in in the truth of the matter is is um, being a horse trainer is something that you never really figure out. And, you know, when you get a good one, sometimes you just uh, need to stay out of their way and let them train yourself and uh, <laughs> show them the right path. And, you know, I, I've been critical and or been guilty at times of trying to force action before they're ready to 
mentally and physically ready to do it. And uh, over the time, over the years, I've learned to uh, at least let them let them try to progress a little bit on their own. But sometimes I still do some stupid shit and make them go before they should. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I've uh, a lot of good horses. I mean, they pretty much train. You know, they'll mm-hmm. they'll as long as you show them the right path, they'll train yourself. Did he go to a lot of jackpots or anything before this? Nope. No? Nope. Actually, I've taken him to quite a few horse shows mm-hmm. and uh, mainly rope calves and head on him. Mm. And, uh, you know, I heal on him at the shows. But uh, How big is he? Oh, he's 15 hands. Is he? Yeah, yeah. so big yeah. enough. To... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... You didn't show him in the heading, though? Nope. No. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got a lot of time for that. And, I, you know, it's I kind of like to, you know get him started in the calf roping good and he's doing pretty good and progressing pretty good and so i'd like to finish him making him a pretty decent calf horse before i had too much on him i'll show him at some shows and i'll show him at the world show and all that but uh i probably won't head on him at no fraternities this year very good well we will see you in fort worth all right sounds good thank you much for sticking around listening to today's episode remember it was brought to you by smarty and weaver leather and their synergy line of tack if you want to learn more about these products check out ridethebrand.com